So last night, some thoughts that came my way was, I'm not good enough. This isn't moving fast enough. I'm never going to be able to reach my goals. There are too many, like my mind's going in too many directions when really I should be focusing in a straight line. And because I'm not focusing in a straight line, like from here to my goal, then I'm not going to achieve it. And I'm just, why am I even doing this? Like, what's the point? I should just quit. Welcome to Sincerely Future You, a podcast for female entrepreneurs looking to scale their business by mastering their time, money, and drama. I'm your host, Jessica McKinley, founder of What's Happening Coaching, a life coaching program that helps ambitious women like you make decisions today with the future you in mind. When I believe something, my brain just is like, this is true and it's a fact. And I think part of my main job as a coach of business owners is to help them separate out the facts of their life and what's happening from their story about it and their thoughts about it. And when we come to a session, you know, it's like, how's this week? What went on? And they're kind of telling me their story and then they pause and I'm like, Okay, so like, let's reflect back. This is what happened and this is what you think about it. And separating that out and being able to see like, whoa, any thought is totally optional and also not true. Like, even though it might feel true, we have to use an example. So do you want to give me an example? Oh, I was like, I've got examples on? for you. Yeah. So, so yesterday I had this feeling, like as I was going to sleep at night, I had a bunch of these awful thoughts and my husband had to like talk mm-hmm. me out of it. Thank God he's a wonderful person. <laughs> I feel like he's like, he's almost like my Jess, but probably not as good. Oh no, <laughs> um, nervous. But, but he tries. So last night, some thoughts that came my way was I'm not good enough. This isn't moving fast enough. I'm never going to be able to reach my goals. There are too many, like my mind's going in too many directions when really I should be focusing in a straight line. And because I'm not focusing in a straight line, like from here to my goal, then I'm not going to achieve it. And I'm just, why am I even doing this? Like, what's the point? I should just quit. So like, like I had this like weird, like brain bubble yesterday. And then anyway, what would you say to that? And I'll share with you what we ended up doing. Yeah. So basically one of the things that I teach, I am a a life coach school certified coach. um, And I, the model that I use for any listeners that some people listen to that podcast by Brooke Castillo. um, So you might be familiar, but if you're not, the model is that your circumstances trigger your thoughts, your thoughts, create your feelings, your feelings, drive your actions and your actions produce your results. And what you gave me so far was just all thoughts. So in order to put it in context, to make it very powerful for you to see, like I would have to understand what was the one fact that happened that was causing you to feel this? Like, did you look at your numbers? Did you have a money goal? Did you... So things have been going okay. Like I brought on new clients and like my company is doing well enough for me to have hired a marketing company to help me redo some stuff. So my journalism is like my thing. I get that. And that's what I try to teach to people. Marketing I is, I understand, but I'm not super good at it. So I brought on this company to help me with it because I think that if you are not good at something, reach out to other people, let them help you. So I brought on these people and I was looking at 
what they created. And I mean, they're a wonderful group of like women too. And I love that, but I just was like, oh, I don't think this speaks so directly to me. It doesn't feel like me. Like, was this just like an awful idea to have actually hired this company? Was I like a little too ballsy by hiring them? Because I'm not sure if they completely got who I am by like creating this mm-hmm. content. And is this content going to represent me in a way that I don't really want to be represented? And instead of actually like following up with them or having a conversation with them, I went on that spiral instead. Sure. Okay. Okay. So the circumstance was that they presented you with like their content. Yes. They made something for me. They gave it to me. They redid my website and they started like creating some social media content. And I just wasn't so sure about some stuff. Yeah. Okay. So amazing. So the thing was that they created something and you had thoughts about it, right? Lots of thoughts. Usually it's never just one thought, but the thing, most amazing part about this, this thought work and like being coming aware of your subconscious is that it doesn't even really matter which thought you focus on. We just want to find the thought that creates an emotion that either I want and I want to recreate or I don't want. And I want to like, analyze the thought and whether I want to keep that thought that's creating that feeling, right? Thoughts create feelings and feelings are just a vibration in our body. But the most amazing thing to know about feelings is that every single thing that we do, we're doing to either feel a positive emotion or avoid feeling a negative emotion. And also the second most important thing to know about feelings is that it's where we take all of our action from. So like if we want to have a business, most people come to me being like, tell me what to do to make all of this money or get all these clients. Right. And I'm like, yes, I can tell you what to do. And we will get to that point, but like, you will not be able to take the action that you need to take time and time again, like you said, to like troubleshoot or to continuously follow up with people or to tell the truth to people that you employ Um, you will not be able to do that unless you have the proper feeling. And usually that feeling that you need to feel is in get to, which I think most people don't understand is just neutral. Like you don't have to feel like amazing about everything to, to take action. It's like you saw this presentation and you thought, I don't know if they really get me. And then you started having other thoughts. So the thought that you had that I would pick out and just put into this model is that, was it a mistake? for me to make this investment right now. Now that thought makes you feel what? When you think it was a mistake to hire, um, to spend this money. It makes me feel scared and insecure mm-hmm. and vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe some self-doubt thrown in there. Cause you're like, how do I know when I should make these decisions or like, how can I trust myself or any of that? And when you feel that, what action or inaction did you take? I think I just started beating up on myself and mm-hmm. I tried to like snap myself out of it because it was like bedtime and I was reading my like son books to bed and I was nursing mm-hmm. my daughter and I was just trying to be like, this is what matters. This is what matters. This is what matters. Like mm-hmm. not what my mind is telling me, this is what matters. And like when I think about, and, and that helped me to think like, okay, this is what matters. This is good. Like, this makes me feel good. I'm at my, like, dad's house right now. And we're at my dad's house right now because of this. And so it kind of got to a point where I was like, okay, wait, we're doing good. We're doing okay. 
Like this is uncomfortable because it's new and scary and I can't do everything and I want to do everything. And I am now learning that if I want to take this next step and grow more in my business, I do need to be okay with like thing like me not doing everything. And I think it became like a little bit of a control freakiness in myself that I was like, I have to let go of this to allow sure. for so- to grow. And I also need to communicate to the people (laughs) instead of just. Right. So notice that like, yes, that one feeling of self-doubt led to you beating yourself up and also not following up. Right. So those are the actions that that led to. And then the result was usually that the thought is true. It's like, it was a mistake to hire these people. And then you don't follow up and change it. And then the result is that it ends up like, being a mistake because you didn't get the result that you wanted because you're not willing to continue to communicate with them what changes need to be made. Right. So then, yeah, like it's, you just prove your thought true always is the result. When you have a thought, it ends up in your result line, which is really fun to know too, because like, we're just out there taking action. Our brain is taking action, looking to just prove itself true. It would rather you not have a crisis of doubting your own thoughts and doubting your brain than it would you get the result that you want to get, which is like frightening knowledge to know because you're like, oh my gosh, like that's why I self-sabotage so much is because my brain just wants to be right. It has like a complex where it like cannot be wrong, right? And so that's all happening subconsciously, but you got into a conscious place kind of in the middle of the beating yourself up, which is like, this is not productive. I, and you had a new thought and that set out a new model, which was like, this is what matters. And you had that thought and you felt kind of like maybe a little more centered, a little more calm, a little more focused. And then that caused you to be able to be present as a mom. And the truth was, is that that reinforced that thought that is like being a mom matters and you're good at that. Right. And that's what that model created in that moment was you were able to like do what you needed to do as a mom because you had the right thoughts. When we can't do what we need to do, it's because we're thinking, I can't do this. I don't know how to do this. Right. And then it's proven true. That's why I thought it was so important to set that goal. Cause I was like, all of these thoughts of scarcity, they're going to create, they're creating results right now for me. And I don't want those results. So I choose to not have these thoughts. Right. And so what I would ask you when you were saying these thoughts was like, was it a mistake to hire these companies or roll out? I would just ask you, what do you think that's going to create for you? And is that what you want to be true? And obviously, no, right? That's a, you don't want it to have been a mistake. So it's like you hired them. That's the fact. They presented you with some information that is not what you want to present. And you get to think whatever you want about that. Like I would think like, oh, this is a working relationship. It's going to take some back and forth. It's really important that they get I would kind of question like, what did I maybe leave out or in terms of my personality or what I want to get across that I can, that this has given me the opportunity to present right now that before I didn't even think to mention, but now I'm like, now that I see that, I see how you might've thought that I was, we were going in this direction, but actually it's really important to me that this is understood and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I've done that with logo people too, where it's like, uh, yep, but I want it to be a little more retro. Like, can you put the syrup on here? And I'm like super picky, but in my mind, I'm not like, I'm not thinking the thought I'm being annoying. I'm thinking the thought like, this is a collaborative experience and I want them to deliver their best work. And I'm a client that can help them bring out the best in their work, right? 
then you could do that same thing. But it's easier for me to come up with that thought here because I don't have to deal with the vibrations that you're dealing with in your body because I'm totally neutral about it. So it's always easier for a coach to like come up with that thought, but doesn't mean you can't do it. You just need to kind of like get into a place where you can step into awareness. And like, usually that takes writing down the thought. Like, what is the thought that I'm having that's causing this feeling? Do like a little thought download and you just like write like all the things and, and write it down. Like I would write down what you just told me. Listen to this back. Like, oh, I, was it a mistake? Like, was I too ballsy? All, and, and notice too, if you're, if there's a question mark, your brain is whispering subconsciously the answer. Yes, it was a mistake. Yes, you're too ballsy. Yes, you can't trust yourself. Yeah, you're dumb. This is never going to work. Right. So it's like, it's answering it. So I'd better like choose to answer the question instead of letting my brain do that. Cause it's not going to give me the answers I want. Right. <laughs> your brain is such a powerful machine. So like ask it the best questions. One of the, some of my, one of my clients said the other day in like a testimonial, she was like, I think the best thing I ever learned from you is that I've been asking my brain shitty quality questions. I don't know if I'm allowed to curse on this podcast, <laughs> bad quality questions. And I just need to ask it better questions. And when I do, my brain gives me better answers. So like, what would be a better question, for example? Um, yeah. So a better question for you would kind of be like, what is the result that I do want to get out of this collaboration? And then your brain is going to go to work to figure out those things. And then when you know those things and you know what you want, you can deliver that to the people. And also a better question would be like, what's my job and what do I believe is their job in delivering these results? Because then you're not like in the drama of like your self-worth. It's more just like, it's separating out the drama from the math. It's like, what's their job? What's my job? And maybe sometimes when you ask yourself a question like that, maybe there's an answer that's written down. Maybe like you have a contract that's like, this is our job. This is your job. And you're like, oh yeah, I'm making it mean that I can't come back to them. And it says very clearly here that you can come back to us two times or three times or whatever, unlimited times. And it's mm -hmm. fine. How did you get into this line of work, Jess? Yeah. Process of collecting failures. I was fitness coaching was my first uh, version of coaching. And I really found that the part that I loved in it was the mindset part of it was not really the nutrition or the workouts was more like, why is someone who's never done this before able to persevere? What is their thought? And it was always the question was like, what are you thinking that's causing you to be consistent? What are you thinking that's causing you to like feel total like shame about having to modify a move? Or when other people are modifying a move and being like, I'm, that means I'm fatiguing and I'm doing my best. And it literally just got back down to like, some people just have higher quality thoughts and some people just don't have those high, high quality thoughts. And that's not like a state of being. You can get to that point. You can work on it. It's always something that you do. And I loved being like the backboard for that, those conversations to happen. And a lot of times it was just like, I was the first person to ask them these questions that I thought were like so important to be asking. And they were like, no one's ever asked me that before. And I was like, what? This is crazy. This is one of your most important goals that you're saying in your life is to lose a hundred pounds. And no one's ever asked you what you're thinking when you're giving up. I don't get it. Like I just didn't understand. So I ended up multiple people just kept asking me, 
what do you charge for life coaching? And I was like, what is a life coach? I just had never even heard of it. And then by the third or fourth person that had asked me, I was like, a hundred dollars an hour. I'd been fitness coaching for like three years. And I was like, feel like I'm in my sessions. I was talking about relationships. I was talking, I had a business myself. So I felt like I could, you know, and one of my first clients, I was able to provide her beginner level stuff that like, it was valuable to her, not nearly as valuable as, as what I do now, but I just found also that the people I love to work with were smart, ambitious women, mostly, although recently I have been um, taking on male clients, but women who are business owners. I love to talk about money and I love to talk about just how women can contribute to the world and to the economy and to their family like livelihoods. I think it's so powerful and so important and like honestly easy. I think it's so easy. And when people make it out to be hard, I'm like, there's a lot of confusion here that needs to be cleared up. And it's like so simple and obvious to me that I think it's really, it was just like a natural progression to become a business coach. Yeah. Really fun. I, I don't know. I just think that it's awesome that and I think this is what happens with so many people is that they have a special thing, but they don't realize it. And it takes sometimes a process of elimination to get there. Or sometimes it takes someone else like shining that light on you to be like, why isn't this your thing? <laughs> and and yeah. then all of a sudden it's like, oh, wait, I don't know. Like maybe it should be. So yeah, my first uh, real business coaching client was a fitness coaching client for a long time. And she was an engineer and she was talking to me always about how she just didn't want to do that anymore. But she had all these thoughts about what her doctor and lawyer parents would think and, you know, how she had spent so much money and time and whatever investing in this, this life for herself. And she had this identity that if she gave it up to do something else, she would all of a sudden like not be an engineer anymore. And I was like, you're more than one thing. And it was like the same thing. It was the first time anyone had ever told her that she could be more than one thing. And then she was like, a flower shop is up for sale. I was like, cool. What? She had never mentioned flowers before. And literally I, she was like, I don't have the money. And she had a lot of, I don't know. And I was like, okay, well, that's not a productive thought. Like what would it take? Well, I would have to take out a business loan. I don't know how to do it. Well, how do you think people figure out how to do business? Google it and come back to me and let's see whether this is possible and how long, whatever. She was like, don't tell anyone though. Cause they're going to try and talk you out of it. And, uh, that was about four years ago and she's four years into a blooming flower business. And I've been her coach ever since. And yeah, she just moved into a bigger space in COVID as other, uh, all of her 2020 weddings, which was a huge amount of revenue canceled and we just completely changed her business in March and she moved into a bigger space like three weeks ago um, as all the other florists in her area are like shutting down. So, so what did she do? How did she pivot? So at first we did something called flowers for first responders where we set it up as like a donation like way for her to like help her community when she was her shop was shut down and she like literally couldn't do anything. So she became an essential worker and people were buying all these bouquets and donating because it was like, well, you want to do something for your community right now? Like this is how you do it. And then she was delivering to hospitals and to grocery stores and all those things, which was really fun. And then she did 
online little like orb terrarium workshops and she set up all these kits and people could curbside pick it up to do it with their kids and she recorded a video and just like one time and rolled it out passively and then yeah she started doing some standing like her standing orders had canceled yeah we just it was kind of like one day at a time and then starting to get back into um, planning elopements so she didn't have elopements as part of her business and all of a sudden it was like all right, well, we're changing our offer and we're only going to offer elopements right now. And she did it really quickly when everyone else was trying to like grasp and hold on to like the other bigger weddings and wait for that to come back. And she was just like, okay, elopement package. This is how much it is. It was like a low ticket offer instead of her high ticket offer. And she just became the elopement business. And for all those big weddings, and they were able to like pay a little bit more than a normal elopement would because they had a huge budget and now they didn't have to spend that money. I love it. I love it so much. What's the name of her business? It's called Garden of Eden in Frisco, Colorado. So definitely go and check out Carla. She is incredible floral designer. It's like, again, like that thing, like you said, like, I can't even believe that there was a time where she wasn't doing this. It is so her calling and so amazing. So if you're listening to this being like, there's this other thing I want to do. And I know you said about working in a straight line, like there's something to be said about having your thoughts organized, which is why I do teach hard skills to my clients of scheduling. It is essential if you want to create results so that you can, it's not really about putting your to-do list on a calendar. It's about making sure that your time matches your core values and that, that you're showing up in that pie chart of like what's important to you and creating those results. And you're not just like busy for the sake of being busy. Hey, Hapsters, if you want to learn more about today's topic, head over to whatshappening.com forward slash podcast. That's what's happening, W-H-A-T-S-H-A-P-P-Y-N-I-N-G.com forward slash podcast. If you're a business owner and you're resonating with what we talk about here, what are you even doing? Come hang out with me over where the party's at on Instagram at what's happening WJS. Again, that's happy. H-A-P-P-Y-N-I-N-G and book a discovery call to see if coaching is your next best step.